That one cookie you've looked forward to all day tastes so delicious. And you deserve it, of course. But, oopsie. Now the entire box disappeared. Felt good to treat yourself after a stressful day. And now treating yourself by overeating became a stressor on its own. In this episode, the good doctor shares the solutions to chronic stressors and the binges they lead to. Listen to find out how you can overcome these stressors and treat yourself. Roll the intro! Good morning, good day everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Cashy. I am your host. Dr. Trevor Cashy. Good day, everybody. And today's enticing topic is Dr. Cashy's cure for nighttime binges. Another interesting and spicy topic. I'm going to give a give a little bit of a my own perspective here, inject some experiences I've had with the people I work with and some of the fancy book learning stuff I've I've done over the years. Good morning, Becca. Good morning. Let us get rolling. I have all sorts of cool stuff I want to go over today, so let's let's hop to it. Leave some room for you guys. <laughs> uh, first, I do want to I do want to lay down some ground rules here that this is different from addressing high levels of immediate stress. Okay, I have some material that addresses the consumption of food, alcohol, drugs, smoking, etc., as a remedy for acute stressors. Okay, uh, as in something negative happens, the pressure builds, and then you feel super compelled to do something about it sooner rather than later. Check out my midnight triage content video for that. Okay, here I'm using the word binge somewhat colloquially. Okay, insofar as I'm covering the chronic overconsumption of whatever your vice is as a negative reinforcer. That's a fancy way of saying it's distracting you from the accumulation of all the garbage that uh, occurs over the result of a day of life, which is legit, by the way. <laughs> uh, in other words, this is for sustained, possibly chronic stressors happening on a daily basis that maybe are okay on their own, but grind away at your sanity over the course of a, of a day or a few days, or over the week, okay? Such as a demanding career path, or a stressful home environment, or both, or both, okay? Where daily life is just bearable enough to deal with most of the time, most days, until it's not. <laughs> you ever heard of the phrase TGIF? I'm pretty sure this is where it comes from, as of saving up all of your stress credits so you can cash them in for your entitled and much-deserved positive reward, you know, making it through another day in paradise. Or two, a negative reward, the duct tape and bubble gum that's barely holding you together. <laughs> Either way, it's rewarding, right? Toward pleasure or away from pain, right? Uh, so in, in terms of how we can make a little more sense of this, I just want to see how meaningless and minuscule I can make your daily life seem, right? Well, just I'm living day to day and then all of a sudden my life sucks and then I act like a goofball, right? It just, there's all these little things going on and I can make it seem like they are minuscule and meaningless. And out of context, they might be. Out of context, they might be. And that's part of my point. But Dr. Cashy in the third person has your back. Dr. Cashy knows how easy it is for other people, including you, 
to brush off what looks like no big deal if you look at it in isolation. A comment at a meeting. Five red lights in a row. <laughs> the store's out of your favorite toilet paper and you had to get the other stuff. Whiners in your house disclaiming how you must make their lives even more convenient and entertaining. Yes, you already have, but you can always do it more. <laughs> and then you can put that pressure on yourself, right? Well, I'm telling you all that stuff and all those people can suck on a toe. Dr. Cashy knows that given the right circumstances, the tiniest axe brings down the biggest and strongest of trees. What's also ignored is there might be like 10 bajillion little tiny axes chopping away at once. And that's why in isolation, any single issue for a day or two is laughed out of the building by a normal person and it makes it hard for you to put your finger on just what the heck is going on. Right? What about a, a single tiny issue that has been grinding away at your sanity for months or years? What about a, a ton of tiny issues for months or years? <laughs> Here's why it's a problem. It's too hard to tell sometimes what the specific thing is. And that's because it's a pool of fluxing annoyances that all add up to serious grief. Fluxing means they're always changing, but they're always there. So if, if you think about the stress points that accumulate, what is causing them is irrelevant. What is relevant is that they're accumulating and it could be a million different things that are changing all the time. And this is the only type of grief that could be satisfied at least for now by taking a few hits. <laughs> Stimulation from your vices of choice as it were, okay? Which indirectly or accidentally maintain your stressor. It's like paper cuts between your fingers and under your fingernails. Massive and fiery, sustained pain. Pain that is way worse than it looks. <laughs> pain and stress that you have to keep inside because it feels too stupid to tell somebody about your stupid little paper cut, right? <laughs> this is what Dr. Cashy calls a sin. See if I can, I can line this up correctly here. A sin, if I could put this up, is a sustained idiosyncratic nuisance. How do you like them apples? A sustained idiosyncratic nuisance. This is something that is really annoying and crappy that's happening all the time, but it's only annoying to you. And it could be something that could annoy everybody, but this annoys you and it could be a bunch of different things. And that's all that matters because it's just around all the time. A sustained idiosyncratic nuisance. How, how about them apples? <laughs> okay. This is how and why overwhelm and using vices to distract from the overwhelm come from, I think. Stuff that feels stupid to complain about because out of context it is. I had a red light today. But, but when you have a, a million of those tiny little red lights over the course of a day or a week, man, things, fun, you start to think some funny stuff, right? And it's difficult to think about because it sounds dumb. And like I said, if you take it out of isolation, it kind of is. And that's, that's why when, when you look at everything working together as a system, things start to make more sense. It's just a fiery pain and discomfort that lingers, right? For 24 hours a day, seven days per week, 3,650 days per decade. So here's what you might currently do about this problem, right? The vices you have, especially the ones where if they knew, if they knew, they might be wagging your finger at you for doing it, right? Wine, cheese and crackers, one pound of whole pepperoni sausage. Does somebody say something? Hmm? I wouldn't know anything about entire pounds of pepperoni sausage. The single nightly cocktail that gets larger and larger, but it's still one because it's the same glass, right? 
the one cookie that turns into one sleeve of cookies that turns into one box of cookies. After all, you told yourself you'd only have one, but conveniently, conveniently left out one of what, right? A lot of ones, a lot of ones. One is the magic number. One is the magic number. One is always okay. Everyone has a magic number. Maybe it's a little bit or a few, or maybe it's a number associated with time, signifying unlimited amounts of permission, like just this one time. Enter permission to do anything during that arbitrary one time period. Maybe it's one time each week. Ever heard of one cheat day per week? It's always one. I just find that interesting. One is okay. Maybe it's because it's small. Who knows? Tell me what you think that, what, what is the significance of one? I'm legitimately curious. How do you give yourself permission? Is it because it's once? That's one way to give yourself permission to do something. Heck, maybe you're a fantastic chef or live with a fantastic chef that knows just what you like after a tough day. You know? So Dr. Cashy, why do I do this? This is horrible. These paper cuts are burning into my soul. These tiny little paper cuts in the crappiest places. It's burning and lingering, lingering and burning. There are pamphlets about this, the lingering burn. So here's what you can start doing about this problem, right? So what is Dr. Cashy's fix to this? I have five steps. There's also significance to five. Beats me, 23. <laughs> so here's what I tell all of my my private boys and girls to do, my private clients, is to consult your list of side effects, number one. Uh, I think the, like, remember your why is kind of silly and stupid, honestly. Uh, instead, consult your list of beneficial side effects from achievement. This is, well, if I get to the place I want to be, here's all of those benefits. It could be thinner, more energetic, healthier, whatever like those words mean to you. Cause I know those are subjective words. So there are specific things that happen to you, you know, speaking up at work, making more money, better sex, getting off of prescription drugs. Like these are benefits to achievement, right? Uh, I have an entire exercise in this very thing in my private client program, but that is typically step number one is to consult the list of side effects of changing the way you want to change. What are the beneficial side effects? Two is to weigh the options and the outcomes. So after you determine, okay, here's the benefits of changing, then weigh the options and the outcomes. Determine what's worth it. Because sometimes it might be worth it to turn left for a minute to you. Maybe it is actually worth it. And that's what this exercise is for, is, is what outcomes pull you closer to where you want to be and what outcomes push you further away. All decisions have pros and cons, just like all decisions have discomfort, right? Which decision leads you closer to what you want? Assuming that they all have negatives associated with them, which one has a greater weight in the direction of your choosing? Which one has the, the level of discomfort you want when all things are considered? Next is to assess. Assess your current late afternoon ritual before binge time. You'll find peculiar things, I promise, when you look back and say, okay, I'm, maybe it's after lunchtime you start like, listing out the stuff that you do step by step, you'll find interesting things, I promise. And this is something fun that you can do with someone you live with. Brainstorming with somebody you live with about what you do is an extremely useful tool because they see your behavior differently than you do. And even though you, you may agree with them or you may think they're silly gooses, you're going to get a nugget from how they are perceiving your behavior. 
remember, opinions are like anal sphincters, right? Everybody has one, but you'll still find nuggets, I promise, when you start to uh, absorb what other people view your behavior to be like, especially how it relates to you acting out at night and binging and things of that nature, okay? Uh, a stepwise list is all you need. It sounds silly, but that's okay. Like, turn off car, walk in, ditch my stuff, grab a bag of crunchies, plop on the chair, grab the, you know, like, there's a list of things. And at what point do you give yourself permission to act out? At what, at what point during your ritual do you have that split second moment where you're like, okay, this is okay now. I can do it just this once or whatever, right? Where do you give yourself permission to act out? What point? Maybe it happened way earlier in the day, right? Keep working backwards. So make this list backwards. If the end of this list is, okay, I make a decision that hurts me. This is that decision. Start working backwards from that. And eventually you'll get to a part in your day where you'll be like, yep, that is where I decided to give myself permission to act out in a way that hurts me. Might be further, might, might be further back than you think. This is why we write it out. And this is also why you get the opinions of the people that are around you. Maybe if you realize that you make this decision while you're at work, maybe talking to a coworker, they could be like, hey, maybe you do this thing. And maybe be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Or somebody you live with would have their own opinion on the matter, right? Take what, take what you think is useful. And then last, last, and, uh, last and significant is uh, to modify your afternoon ritual before binge time to a carbon-neutral binge source, binge source. And I use carbon-neutral as tongue-in-cheek tongue because uh, calories I effectively see as metabolizable carbon. So I think of carbon emissions when I think of people eating. That's for another non-alcoholic beer. But in terms of like whatever you're doing, having it be carbon-neutral <laughs> or carbon-negative is important. Does it expend energy or is it energy-neutral? Okay. And uh, much like a bedtime ritual to get perfect sleep, which we can also discuss at a later date. I have fun stuff on that. Um, I go in-depth with each of these five steps for my clients. However, I'm going to leave you with something that will surely get you started in the right direction. Okay? And I also want to lay out that you will still feel stressed. <laughs> That's okay. A bit of stress is normal and good. That's how we adapt. Hands, sell ye, zell it right here. Okay? We all have a ways to adapt, okay? What needs consideration is if your ways of adapting to stress also create stress. That leaves you in a net positive of all the ugly stuff, right? <laughs> uh, and funny enough, that's still adaptive. It's just considered maladaptive, as the dorky pocket protector person would say, okay? Remember your lifelines, right? That's in the triage video. It might be useful here too. Uh, go check that out if you have, you know, management of strong and urgent feelings. Um, but for everything else, okay, your job now is to create a Dr. Cashy told me to make a when I get home ritual, ritual. Okay? So if I, I, have, I have another one right here. See so if I can line it up. See, this is my Dr. Cashy told me to make, make a when I get home ritual, ritual. That's what this is. Okay, so we're going to go over this. We're going to go over this. Then we'll go over what I wrote there. For instance, one of the first and best things you could possibly do when you get home <laughs> is to drop off your stuff and swap to a different pair of shoes or a different pair of clothes, a different set of clothing. This is super, and, and if you already do that, then change to a different pair <laughs> or different set of clothes. This is very important because you need to give yourself a physical marker that it's time to start dissipating the stress of the day. Much how you may have a nighttime ritual, having an afternoon ritual after you get home is extremely important because you say, Okay, after I do this thing, I am now out of work mode and into stress dissipation chill mode. 
Very important. So if you have chill shoes, jump in your chill shoes. If you have a, if you have a binge outfit that you wear, right? If you, if you already have a, a ritual like that when you get home, then modify it up so it's different enough that you can signify you're starting a new loop, okay? Immediately take a lackadaisical walk. Well before you start going through your power down to nighttime ritual, before you start doing goofy stuff, interrupt it. Interrupt it. So whatever your ritual is, just turn left, right? In this case, you can literally turn left outside. So get home, change your clothes and your shoes, immediately walk back outside to stretch your legs, actively, actively resetting the way you're thinking right now in terms of stress dissipation. Now, exercises for the birds, okay? It might be, you might be thinking like, oh, I'm gonna exercise and walk briskly and like, screw all that noise, <laughs> okay? Just shuffle around at a speed you enjoy. Even if you look like a zombie, I don't care. <laughs> Listen to something repetitive and calming. Guided meditations, podcasts, or even white noise, that's all okay. White noise is definitely what I recommend most in a situation like this. And I'll explain why in a second. Uh, many of, of my successful clients with hellacious jobs that have wacky schedules, think like ICU nurses or heavy rescue firefighters, things like that. Wacky schedules and wacky jobs at the same time. Uh, they take walks and listen to like a rain soundtrack, just a repetitive noise. That's, that's simultaneously soothing a little bit. Or even, a, you know, a, a three hour long track of a heartbeat that they just have that they'll put on. It's just bump, 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 bump. Just some, just some repetitive soothing noise that they can listen to while they're walking to help dissipate. Okay. Waves crashing is another one. Nature sounds, things like that. Uh, actually, rainy mood is the application I suggest if you're looking for one. I love it. Been using it for years. And it's, it allows you to change all of those settings at will. I caution against listening to music or, or listening to like a podcast or something like that, at least for now, because there's definitely the chance for an accidental emotional anchor to a tune or what something says that'll exacerbate how you feel. Because a, a lot of like anti-stress stuff is like, listen to music, it'll help. Like I screw that because what happens when people are, are in an ugly mood, they listen to ugly music and it reinforces the way they feel. So screw that crap, start something new. Start a new loop, have a therapeutic repetitive noise that you can listen to while shuffling around like a zombie weirdo outside, <laughs> okay? Now, when going through this ritual of a few steps, it's only a few steps, right? Then you need, you need to reward and or medicate yourself for an otherwise normal day, okay? You have to go through this alternative ritual. When this becomes rewarding to you, the more times you do it, the more rewarding it will become. So just remember that you're reinforcing these feedback loops every single time you make a decision. Every single decision gives you a learning point to reinforce what you need to do, all right? So I'm gonna go over this with you again. To... The Dr. Kashi told me to make a when I get home ritual ritual, okay? So step number one is to strip away, strip away evidence of your day. Strip, strip the evidence. Strip away evidence of your day and add Crocs. That was supposed to be Crocs, but I was a goofball. So step one again, strip the evidence of the day and add Crocs. <laughs> okay. Step number two, shuffle outside like a crazy person. Step two. And then bonus is listening to strange crackles and beep boops. Okay. So strip away the evidence of the day. Shuffle outside like a crazy person listening to strange crackles and beep boops. Then step number three is to awkwardly stand in artificial rain. That is one step I left out here. 
So taking a shower after you go after that walk further helps dissipate everything, especially if you get tiny little sweaty when you're walking. Get home and rinse off. Does it have to be a full-blown shower? Heck no. Soap, shampoo, all that stuff, whatever. Screw it. Just awkwardly stand under the water, okay? So we're going to go through it again. Strip away the evidence of the day. Shuffle outside like a crazy person while listening to strange crackles and beep boops. Stand awkwardly in artificial rain for a while. And then, and only then, partake in the Last Supper. <laughs> partake in the Last Supper, all right? Go through that ritual before you have your last meal. And then it, instead of you going through a process of preparing yourself to, to binge on things and like all the awkward stuff that occurs after you do that is that it's actually just preparing you to have your last meal of the day and allows you to enjoy it, okay? So you increase the satisfaction of your last meal of the day and you're also dissipating all of the garbage you have accumulated over the course of the day. And this gives you a fighting chance to have a better night's rest, to sleep better, and you create a virtuous cycle with that new habit loop. So I hope that was useful to you, you guys. It took me years to work that out, so I hope you can find some value out of that too. I'm, uh, I'm interested in, in you uh, telling me what you do on autopilot, right? Tell me how you'd rather teach yourself to operate when you're on autopilot. If you want a more in-depth explanation on how to do this for yourself and how it works, and make sure to give Dr. Kashi a ring. Until such time, I'm so happy to have shared my morning with you. Everybody, have a wonderful day. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Kashi? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Kashi is out! <laughs>